Welcome to I Wish I Knew, a podcast by Disrupt Ed TV, where insightful and reflective educators talk about a situation where they found themselves saying, boy, I wish I knew. Today, we're talking with Danny Steele from Birmingham, Alabama. As you know, this is a show where educators share a time when they jumped into something and wished there was one thing they could have known that would have helped out. Danny, what story do you want to share with us today? Well, I think back to several years ago when I was a high school principal and we had about 1800 students and, you know, it's a pretty good sized school. And so you're going to run into all sorts of students and, um, you know, a lot of students push the envelope with different sorts of rules. Uh, one of our, one of the rules that we tried to enforce was, uh, had to do with hair color. You know, we, there was a, a rule in the rule book which said students can't have all sorts of, you know, funky hair color. Uh, I guess because it would be um, distracting to the learning environment or something like that. Well, there was a girl, she was maybe about 16, and I had noticed her walking in the hallway. I didn't deal with, you, you know, I, as the principal, I had four assistant principals who handled most of the discipline, so I didn't deal with a lot of discipline. But I, would, I was in the hallway all the time, and I remember seeing this girl and she had like some pink, you know, her hair had some pink in it, pink streak, pink, pink uh, hot red streaks or something. And I said something to her about it. Like we can't have that, you know, care how you need to get that changed. And she sort of, you know, acknowledged me a little bit and moved on. And the next day or two days later, I saw her in the hall again and she still had that hair. And I was really starting to force the issue. And um, you know, started to threaten some discipline and said, you've got to change that hair color. And, uh, but I didn't stop to have much of a conversation with her. I was just pushing that rule about hair color. Mm -hmm. And I think it was maybe the third time I ran into her and I was exasperated and I basically, I, I was really frustrated with her. And I, I kind of pulled her side and I said, why, like, why are you pushing this? And she, she started telling me a little bit about her circumstances and she was behind on credits academically. She had a, uh, a lot of rough stuff going on at home. Uh, didn't have a lot of friends at school. And I remember her saying like, Dr. Steele, my life is out of control. And the only thing I feel like I can control in my life is the color of my hair. Wow. And, you know, that, that stopped me dead in my tracks. I can and only imagine. I, can I, only I, imagine. Will, I will never forget that. And, you know, I, like who cares about hair color? Um, this girl right. had a hard life and she felt like her life was spinning out of control. And we all want to feel like we're in control of things. Yes. And she didn't feel like there was anything in her life that she was in control. And I was going to be a stickler and nitpick about this, this petty thing. And it's not like any of the teachers had even said anything to me. I'm just out being a policeman in the hallway. So, you know, after, after actually talking to her and mm -hmm. getting to know her a little bit, mm -hmm. it, it, put, it put things in perspective for me. Mm -hmm. And and I realized that in the ultimate scheme of things, how she's doing 
and how she's feeling and what's going on in her life uh, and her level of confidence, her level of security, her self-esteem, all those things are so much more important than a little obscure rule in our code of conduct. And especially when no one had complained about it disrupting anything in the school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously I wish I had known, I wish I had known before I, I just went to the mats, went to the mattresses over, over hair color. And I, I will never forget that. And I always want to sort of catch myself. Um, we have got to empathize with our students. You know, my passion in my job is building relationships with kids, forming connections with kids and with teachers. And, and I need to always remind myself there is always something going on and there's always more than meets the eye. And we just sure. have, to, we have to dig a little bit deeper sometimes to find out what's going on. Sure enough. Sure enough. Um, I can only imagine that this must have had a, a really big impact on how you handled new situations. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I know that we have rules and schools have got to have rules and you got to have codes of conduct. I get all that. And um, I understand problems can result if you just, you know, sure. don't enforce things. Sure. And you have to hold students accountable. You have to hold them to a high standard. I get all that. But, but really none of those rules count for much when you have a 16 year old who's on the verge of dropping out of school and you're yanking the rug out from underneath her and the only thing in her life that she feels good about. She was taking pride. Um, you know, it might have looked silly to me, but she was taking pride in it. That gave her a sense of um, identity. It, it was good for her and she needed that. She, she needed that in her life a lot more than I needed some sort of consistency at the time. With control, my right, right. So we don't really need to control as many things as we think we need to. You know, sometimes it's just, um, I, don't, I don't know. I think we think that by doing that, we're helping. And I'm sure it was just such a, I, um, the words are like rude awakening that come to mind, but it, you know, just a reminder, what a, you know, a, 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 a freshening, a, a, a reminder of, you know, it's not really about the rules. It's about making sure that the kids are heard, they have voice and they feel like somebody sees them. Because so many times kids go to school. I mean, I was one of those kids. I don't think anybody saw me. Um, and it's horrible to be one of those kids. So we get caught, educators get caught up in being efficient. And, you know, my teachers at my school, they teach probably most of them 170 students in a day. And you've got administrators who are sometimes supervising thousands of students. And sure. we're getting bombarded. And there's so many things we're taking care of. And we get, it's so tempting to just try to be efficient and move and deal with something we think efficiently without taking time to, to try to connect with that kid and to figure out what's going on. Um, and, and as a teacher, you know, I'm passionate about trying to support teachers. And I can sometimes get frustrated because maybe a teacher um, wasn't responding appropriately. And I'm thinking, what's going on with that teacher? Well, maybe that teacher is going through a divorce. Right. Maybe that teacher, their mom is fighting cancer in the hospital and they're just having a bad day. Or their kid was up all night with an ear infection and right. they were doing good to get to work that day. It is so important to, 
to just take time when you're dealing with kids and with the adults to, to figure out, you know, to let them know, hey, my ultimate goal here is not enforcing rules. My mm -hmm. ultimate goal is to build relationships and to make a difference. Sure. And when we respond so quickly sometimes without pausing and without taking time to connect and really get below the surface, we can end up forfeiting some really important moments with our, with our folks. Sure enough. So um, if you were to wrap it up and tell me with the takeaway, what would you tell a new teacher, a veteran teacher, a new principal, you know, how would you ask them to, how would you help them remember to do that? How, how do you get them to prompt themselves to pull themselves back? It, it starts, one of the things it starts with is, especially dealing with teachers for new administrators, is always give your folks the benefit of the doubt assume they're trying to do the right thing. And so when, when, when there's a behavior or an attitude that is rubbing you the wrong way, uh, just give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that there's some extenuating circumstances. When you're dealing with kids, you have to have a firm conviction that no kid wants to be a failure. No kid really wants to be in trouble. No kid really wants to be labeled a loser. And so when you're seeing some of those negative attitudes or negative behaviors, you just have to take a deep breath. You have to pause and you have to try to connect with them and find out what's going on. And I think those are such good, wise words. And like you said, sometimes we get caught up in the rat race and we forget. But there isn't a child or a teacher that comes to work and says, I'm going to be the worst I can be today. No one gets out of bed to do that. And I think those are really wise words. Well, tonight we've been spending some time with Dr. Danny Steele from Birmingham, Alabama. And I want to thank you, uh, Danny, for taking the time to uh, talk with us. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on, on, Chris. It's an honor. And I appreciate what you do in terms of giving a voice to educators across the country. Um, it's a great platform you have. And I appreciate um, what you're doing to elevate the profession. Well, thank uh, and it, you. Was a, it was a pleasure to be with you this evening. Likewise, likewise. Um, all right. Well, I hope you will all join us again when we talk about I Wish I Knew on Disrupt Ed TV. Thanks for listening.